0: There's a thing that St. Edith Stein said, except nothing is truth that lacks love. And that's so important, right? That our goal is not just to share truth, but ultimately to love each other. And that's the whole point of sharing truth with someone is to love them.
1: Hi, I'm Colin and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity in the midst of the world that we live in. I don't think any short podcast is going to give you that balance and clarity to last forever and ever. The simple hope each week is we can help you to take a step forward. This week is a special edition of The Tightrope because I am joined by a co-host from my family. That's not Leo or Zaley, but actually fellow Ascension author, Amy McIver. And I've been, uh, been hoping for her to be on the podcast for a long time because she is a huge fan of my podcast voice. I didn't know I had a podcast voice until Amy told me. Could you describe my podcast voice for listeners?
0: I guess your podcast voiced in one word, if I had to pick one word, insufferable.
1: And so speaking of, the reason I asked Amy to be on this week is because she is a master of speaking with clarity and charity. And uh, and of course, one of the, the great uh, secrets of, of marriage is is to be honest and, and clear. So yeah, I guess I have a bit of a podcast voice. Um, I wanted to talk to her this week in the midst of all the things that are going on and also in the hopes that we can make a habit out of this because Amy engages in social media and in parenting, um, with, with some principles that I think will be very helpful for all of us. And the first thing I want to bring up about is, is how, uh, how Amy engages in social media, commenting and posting, I think in a way that's constructive and a way that's not, uh, that's not shouting back and forth. And I'm always amazed um that that sometimes in the comments, uh, there are actual dialogues, and people actually move in their positions and 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 like each other a little bit after, even if they don't ultimately agree. So what would be some of the secrets to that?
0: Okay. Well, I should probably start by saying most everything I've ever learned about how to talk to people and how not to talk to people, I've learned probably from my students in the last eighteen years. And that's been hugely formational for me. So shout out to y'all. But there's another thing that I guess we could put as an umbrella over just all of our interactions, especially in the world of social media, which tends to be, you know, kind of argumentative. There's a thing that St. Edith Stein said, except nothing is truth that lacks love. And that's so important right? That our goal is not just to share truth, but ultimately to love each other. And that's the whole point of sharing truth with someone is to love them. She also said, um, except nothing is love that lacks truth, right? Because love seeks the truth. So it's that both and that's one of my favorite." ways of engaging our faith. It's the both and, right? Like the voice of God is never funneling us into this either or either. I have to reject you or agree with everything you say. Like it's, it's not an either or it's a both. And, and especially in the world of social media, which don't you miss the days I was kind of looking back to like 10 years ago where it used to just be like funny, goofy quizzes. Like what pizza are you? Mm -hmm. That's my whole entire like 2009 Facebook. (laughs) So now it's gotten quite a bit more serious. But anyway, that's, I guess, the basic policy, right? That don't assume the worst about people. Facebook is hard. Instagram is hard. Commenting is hard. You don't get to use a tone of voice. You don't get to smile. I mean, I guess you have that little emoji thing, but, you know, it's hard. It's hard to communicate without person-to-person engagement. And so... It's a good thing for us to remember that people are people and we don't need to start off like being defensive or start off in a place of assuming bad intentions or bad motives on the part of another. And I would also say this, um, another thing I've learned from teaching, we can always praise what's positive, even in the statements of someone who we disagree with we can always praise and celebrate what is positive and good and what we have in common. That's really important because there's so many forces that want to divide and those forces are not the forces of God. God does not set us against each other. Right? So a few things I've learned. Thank you to my students for teaching me so many of those things over the years. But yeah, social media can be complicated and it's probably also good in general to take time before you post, right? Like you don't have to just post something
1: just because you thought of it. (laughs) Not a fan of hot takes. Um, okay. So I wanted to ask connected to that. Um, I have noticed in our years of marriage and life together, um, how central the saints are for the ethos that, that you form in, in interaction with not just social media, but life, um, I wondered if you would, number one, share um, some quotes that might be helpful for listeners who are thinking about how to engage the world that we live in and do so in a, in a constructive and positive way. And also, uh, if you'd kind of talk just about like, I guess I call it the ethos of the saints, the the way of being in the world that comes from the saints versus um, cancel culture, which uh, I'm going to ask you about in the next question.
0: Okay, so that was a lot. <laughs> that, was a lot. That, was, that was in your podcast lesson. voice. <laughs> yeah, an before a yes, right yes. Uh, professor. So, okay, I heard you say something about quotes of the saints. Yeah, that was, I don't that know was if I can give a comprehensive list off the top of my head here. Okay, well, the thing that came to mind when you were talking was, first of all, Saint Therese's very simple statement: "My vocation is love," mm. and um, another Teresa you should really follow the Teresa's. Teresa the of Avila who said, let nothing disturb you. God alone suffices, right? So those two things came to mind uh, when we're talking about this conversation of you know engaging on social media, because the saints can show us really what our main goal is, right? That There's so much diversity in the saints. There's so much diversity. I mean, of every economic background, every social background, every ethnic background, genders, historical periods, there's so much diversity. Age of saints is across just, you know, children to to very elderly saints. So there's so much diversity and that's important to look to the saints because they actually show us what our true goal is in life. It's not to win people over to my argument or my position. It is not really even to argue with people per se, right? I mean, it may be that in the course of our vocation, we're called to teach or educate or evangelize or defend. But the ultimate goal that's kind of over whatever else the particulars are is that we're supposed to be saints. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. That's our vocation in life. And, you know, I tell this to my students all the time the most important thing you can do with your life, the most fruitful thing you can do with your life for yourself and for the time in which you live is to become a saint, to be holy. And so I love to look to the saints for their diversity, but also because they have done what we are supposed to do, right? So if I'm, you know, someone in training, I'm gonna look to the role model who has actually accomplished the goal, who has run the race, who's triumphant. And so I don't, Think the saints are meant to give us the idea that we should copy. You know, I don't, I'm not supposed to copy Saint Therese of Lisieux and try to, you know, live out like a second version of her through myself. I am supposed to be Saint Amy. And we can look to Saint Therese, Saint Joseph of Avila, whoever, the whole, you know, cloud of witnesses to give us like inspiration for what we are actually really supposed to do with our lives. The saints in their lifetimes. We're not really set mostly on accomplishing, you know, any particular concrete things in their earthly realm. They, you know, many of them obviously had particular movements and passions and charisms and apostolates that they were attached to, but that all flowed from the greater goal of to love the Lord their God with all their heart. And um, that's really what we're all supposed to do. We're all supposed to be saints. So. If we focus mostly on holiness, on personal holiness, on loving God holy, on saying to God, yes, um, with all our heart, then all the rest of the particulars will not fall into place like in a cliche, like, you know, like everything's going to be fine. I'll just fall into place. But all the other doors that we are supposed to walk through will be opened um, if we focus on just being holy. Um, being saints. And I would extend that just to kind of bring this back around, I guess, um, to our lives on social media. I mean, just, it's kind of funny to think about like how some of the ancient saints might've engaged on Facebook, but I mean, they would, you know, like if Facebook's a thing, that means saints are supposed to use it too in a saintly way. So that's what you and I are supposed to do. Use our social media in pursuit of holiness.
1: That's awesome, and I think you got to a lot of the questions. And just to to say, I think you might be developing a podcast voice. It might be. A, yeah, this is my real voice. I we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about. Never like you, you, love. <laughs> you can't see. I'm getting. I'm getting a look. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask a little bit about cancel culture and that'll be kind of the last question. If we do this, this is going to turn from like a 10-minute podcast to like a half-hour podcast. We'll have to see if you're listening and uh, you have comments about this. So if, if you'd like to see more of this and hear more of her, um, let us know so I can I'm a long winded, I guess. No, you just Southern thing. you have you have a lot to say. I I wanted to okay, so there were quotes from the saints. One, if you would, um, you, you've articulated to me this quote from St. Teresa Benedicta for St. Edith Stein that I think is a really good principle for how to filter the things that we see in our feeds and how to maybe measure how we comment. And I wanted you to maybe contrast that to cancel culture, which is, um, just rabid right now. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> in two minutes or
0: less. cancel culture is my pet peeve. Well, one of them I have many. Mm-hmm including the podcast voice. But uh, so cancel culture should not be confused with defending the truth, with clarifying things that need to be clarified, with holding people who need to be held accountable to morality. That's not cancel culture. Cancel culture is the delight in destroying a person who has messed up and the subsequent refusal and denial of any chance at um, forgiveness and redemption. That's cancel culture. And it's totally incompatible with the gospel. It's totally incompatible. I've seen a lot of people lately use the example of Jesus throwing the money changers out of the temple as kind of a model of how we should engage, you know, in, in the civic realm with injustice that he goes in and he finds a system that's immoral and harming people. And so he throws it out even in anger and, great that's a you know that's how we should confront injustice like we should not accept it we shouldn't tolerate it and we should take action however i think what's left out of that equation in some of the places where i've seen that example used to justify canceling people um, is that jesus did not throw these money changers out and then cancel them (laughs) Um, he actually did something. Dox the money changers? He didn't dox them. He didn't try to get them fired. He didn't try to, you know, recruit other people to hate them. Um, he didn't publicly, you know, shame them and their dignity. He called out their action. But what he did next, not right away next, but like kind of big picture next, was he embraced the cross and died on it for their salvation. So, there's just no way that Christians can, can participate in cancel culture. We certainly can hold people accountable. We can, certainly can defend the truth. We certainly can clarify the truth. Those might very well be part of like our vocation, but we cannot separate justice from mercy. It can't be separated. That's not what Jesus ever did. And if we're to take Jesus at his own word, not even like our interpretation of it, his own word and his own actions say that we cannot refuse the possibility of redemption for someone that we have to leave that door open. So this shouldn't be confused with like, you know, the need sometimes to remove ourselves from a our situation or to disengage for our own well being. Like if there's abuse going on, um, that that's sometimes necessary. But there is a big difference between a boundary and a wall, right? Like we sometimes might need to set up boundaries, but we should never build like permanent, immovable walls. Jesus did not cancel people. So we have to imitate him if we're gonna be serious followers.
1: I'm wondering if we can do a part two of this next week. Can I get you on microphone to agree to come back next week and continue this conversation?
0: It just depends.
1: Okay, there you have it. You see what I'm dealing with. So, I don't know. You can let us know in the comments if you think Amy has a podcast voice as well as me. Um, (laughs) But um, you can see why I have have long wanted her to be a part of this conversation. And I'll put in a little plug that, um, you know, the resources that you see on Ascension are are a result of, of our collaboration and so I'm really excited um, to have her on the podcast and hopefully get her to do this more often want to kind of wrap up under 15 minutes and oh she has left the room okay wait I, here she comes she's, she's coming back but I'll I'll close this out because one of her favorite parts is when I say um, on behalf of Ascension I'm Colin McIver
0: and I'm Amy McIver
1: reminding you to take a step forward on your tyro. <laughs> awesome. (laughs) There you go. That's something like that. Have a great week, everybody.